I am the one who always waits for you. Your car has a special sound that I have imprinted on my senses. I can recognize it among a thousand. Your steps have a magic timber. Your voice is music to my ears. If I see your joy, it makes me happy. Your scent is the best. Your presence is what moves my senses. Your awakening wakes me up. I watch you sleep. And for me, you are my God. I am happy watching over your sleep. Your gaze is a ray of light. Your hands on me have the lightness of peace and the sublime display of infinite love. When you go out, I feel a huge emptiness in my heart. I wait for you again and again. I am the one who will wait for you all my life, today, tomorrow, and always. I am your dog. Doom, 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 boom. Let's snoot, snoot, boom. Let's snoot. <laughs> Welcome to Let's Boop Snoots. My name is Vero. And I'm Heidi. And we're gonna boop. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> jazz hands. Jazz, jazz hands. hands. You can't see them, but we're doing jazz hands. Say jazz paws. Jazz paws. <laughs> jazz paws. <laughs> <laughs> Before we get started, we would like to thank Holy Raw Nutrition for supporting Let's Boop Snoots. Holy Raw is a raw food service located in Chelsea, Quebec. Their products are sourced from ethical local farms and butchers to ensure freshness, quality, and peace of mind. They have raw blends that come in one to two pound containers ranging from chicken, beef, duck, turkey, and many more. Holy Raw also provides dehydrated treats and all-natural supplements to help support your pet's overall well-being. You can find them on their website at holyrawnutrition.com, holyraw as in H-O-L-I-R-A-W, nutrition.com. Thank you, Holy Raw. Thank you, Holy Raw. And also a big, big thank you to Stray Dog Brewing Company for supporting Let's Boop Snoots. They are located at 501 La Colle Way, Unit 4 in Orleans, Ontario. Stray Dog Brewing Company is open seven days a week, Mondays through Fridays from 12 p.m. to 7 p.m. with extended hours on Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays until 9 Weekend hours are 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. on Saturdays and 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. on Sundays. They are a pet-friendly brewery, so bring your snoots. They also host great events throughout the week and offer brewery tours. Make sure to try some of their in-house beers, including Oatmeal Stout, Tropical Knockout, One Hop Wonder, and many more. You can find them on their Instagram at Stray Dog Brewing Co. and their website www.straydogbrewing.ca. Thank you, Stray Dog Brewing Company, for supporting Les Boops News. Thank you. Thank and you can you. find our sponsor's details in this episode's description. Speaking of Holy Raw, mm-hmm. um, today I picked up some rabbit pelts. pelts. So is this just like rabbit skin, like in their fur? Yeah, in their fur. Mm-hmm. So it's good fiber. And the lady that was there um, at the cache... She said that her dog always had diarrhea and oh, she yeah. started giving him like a piece of rabbit pelt every day and that it stopped. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. So I thought of Gibbon. Yes. Yeah. So you picked up, you picked up two bags, right? Cause I originally yes. like you were going to pick up some for rabbit you. ears for me, but yes, I'll have to, I'll have to grab those from you. Yeah. I hope it's a diarrhea stopper. <laughs> <laughs> so I gave Millhouse and Ralph a piece today, mm-hmm. and it just looks like a piece of stuffy because <laughs> it's so like it's actually really soft. I was yeah. like, okay. And Ralph longer than Millhouse, but they both like didn't know what to do with it. 
Did they eat it eventually or <laughs> They what? ate it eventually. But, but like, they were like Ralph was like heck? pawing at it and just like, what is this? And doing like <laughs> stepping on it and like putting his head back. Like, what is this? <laughs> is it going to jump? <laughs> and then he would put it in his mouth and then spit it out and kind of like look at it funny. It's kind of funny. Oh my God, that is But funny. they did eat it eventually. I'm now I'm curious as to what my little goofballs are going to do with it. Like, I wonder, because like they, they loved the rabbit ears. They were like, nom, 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 nom. And they were gone in like <laughs> yes. two seconds. Yeah. So I wonder if they'll be the same with this. Like, it, I, I find like any kind of food. And I remember this happening uh, with my first dog, Mr. Scrappy. I can remember one time I was in the kitchen with scraps and I was like cutting pickles for something and a piece of pickle fell on the floor I was like, oh, there you go, Scrappy. And he was like, ooh, and went over and like, he picked it up and then was like, mm, nah, <laughs> dropped it back on the floor, was like, nah. And I was like, oh, okay. And I went to go like pick it up. And he was like, no, 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 no. You gave it to me. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to try know this. Way. Like, <laughs> so, like, yeah, mine do that too. And the same thing happened the other day with, um, with Lou. Because I, I had pickles, so I, I took a slice, and I was curious this time. So on purpose, I was like, here you go, Lou. And I dropped on the floor, and she was like, hmm, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Spin it back out. It was like, and then I, when I went to go pick it up, she's like, no, wait, wait, wait. And then she was like, no, no, no. <laughs> I love how, like, reluctant they are to be, like, let it like go. Dobby with a sock, like, for me, for me, master. <laughs> I just want to keep it. I won't eat I just it. Want to keep it. Yeah. But uh, so it'll be, I'll be curious to see what they do with these pelts, like for sure. Yeah. I'm thinking they see the bunnies outside in their yard all the time. So I like, I think if it looks and smells like a bunny, they're going to be like, nom, 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 nom. Well, that's what I was wondering. I was like, is this encouraging like eating like bunny small animals? <laughs> Cats. Are we enablers? Because <laughs> it was really like, it just looked like a plush, like oh a stuffy. God. I yeah. can't wait to try it now. And speaking of like eating oh, like weird things. Sorry. No, that's okay. Did I do you still have something else to say? Yeah. Well, okay. it's kind of kind of funny. Um, when I was like picking the pelt out of the bag and breaking it apart, I had a band-aid on my finger and yeah. it was all full of like a rabbit fur. Because <laughs> it's stuck to it. <laughs> I had to change it. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god! Yeah, so like gross. it. Sh these are sh snacks that shed. <laughs> <laughs> it's all over your clothes. You're a band aid. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> Shedding snacks. Shedding snacks. So, I think for today we were going to talk about. So, Millhouse came for a sleepover at gibbon and lou's house mm -hmm. Ooh, yes mm -hmm. yes yes this is one thing to take into account when uh, so we'll talk about that first and then i have a beautiful poem that i saw on the interwebs on the weekend about dogos and then i think we're going to do an article review eh? yes about yes. scent there's like yes. some interesting information in here i was like oh super Ooh. cute super cute so um to kick it off um Millhouse came for a sleepover. Yay! Sleepovers, and pajama sleepovers, party. Sleepovers, a pajama party. And um, so we'll talk about how that went and the preparation for that and everything like that. Um, but to to just start right out the get go, it's something to think when you get two dogs, right? Like, so when you have one dog, it's already like can sometimes be difficult to find a place. And whenever you're traveling or going out of town, 
you might have a person who a lovely a lovely precious friend who dogs it mm-hmm. <laughs> but but sometimes two can be too much right depending on who's watching the dog for you and their comfort level and or their dog situation absolutely um, and I think like the weekend before so Ralph was going to mochis and I didn't think that with what happened the weekend before that that was the best idea mm-hmm. <laughs> to have all three of them together again yes yeah so for anyone who didn't tune in last week, we were talking about how Barrow took a trip out of town and had like Melhouse and Ralph ended up in a dog fight, but we chatted it through and it was just like a circumstantial thing. Like Ralph was a little bit fresh post-op from his neutering. He had pent up energy from his recovery, not being able to do all his normal routine stuff. They were in a new place. Mochi, his precious, precious cousin was there. <laughs> and BFF. His BFF, Melhouse got in the way. It caused a big fight and and all these worries and stuff. But things mellowed out, right? Yeah. Week after, yes. Yeah. Everything is normal now. Yeah. So my advice to Vero, and like I think Vero, you knew too as well, was just to get back home, get right into your strict routine, take away all the toys so that there are no resources to fight over at all, and stick to that for the next week so that they get back on track to where they were. Yep. Yep. And, and all it, is well. All is well in the yeah. house of Ralph and Millhouse. <laughs> in the, the Simpsons. In the Millhouse. <laughs> but um, so anyways, so when Vera went to go out of town again, um, she's got both the dogos. It probably, I probably could have done all four, but it might have been a little bit more chaotic. Yeah. So Ralph is sometimes a handful. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, uh, but uh, Ralph went to Mochi's, right? So he got yes. a fuzzy sleepover, and then oh Melhouse God, got yes. a, a Gibbon and Lou sleepover. Ooh. So what was interesting about this was a few different things. So Melhouse hadn't met my my dogs ever yet before, so this was like a brand new meeting. And um, the other thing was I found Lou a little bit more unpredictable about like around other dogs so I was very concerned about how Lou was going to do with all of this and so um it was a Friday night and Beryl brought Melhouse over I had I had cleared the whole house of all the toys and all of the things that they could possibly resource guard and ideally we we should have met outside but my backyard is full of like five feet of snow and so there's not a lot of space for them to go in and it was nighttime so we couldn't go to the park across the street so um Melhouse just came into the house so I had my dogs like off in one room sitting in place and we brought Melhouse in leaving the leash on so that you have quick access to be able to pull him from anything that he shouldn't be having you give him a small space to sniff around in which is what we did and my dogs were sitting there just being like they were so good though they were pretty they were pretty good yeah and so I was very cautious around Lou but as it turns out it was Gibbon that needed the the observation the most observation Gibbon was like what is this so it was interesting because like this was like a perfect environment for us to watch the body language and see how things were gonna go so Mm -hmm. um we were there was a bit of stiffness on Gibbon's part. At one point, he was wagging his tail. And even my husband was like, no, no, there's tail wagging. But like from even the show that we talked about the other the other week, like we were talking about 
dog body language, right? Dog bods. <laughs> dog bods. <laughs> I think we've talked about dog bods a few times. <laughs> Going to continue to talk about dog bods. But um, it was a low whale, whale tag, tail wag. Um, <laughs> a low tail wag rather than like a high one. And the low, like medium one was in a stiff body and you could see them start to like raise the lips a little bit. And like Mm -hmm. that, that usually followed with a a snarl or like a screw off, like (laughs) or whatever, but he did pretty well. And, and Mm -hmm. like, he listened, like whenever like that started. So again, nipping it in the bud. So as soon as he, I saw the lips go up or as soon as I saw the tail wag go down, I was like, Gibbon, Gibbon, and he was pretty good at refocusing on me, or I would send him to place to chill out for a bit, and we would let Milhouse do his own thing. And I have to say, how old is Milhouse? He is about nine months. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I forgot how old he was, but he's still a pup. And I have to say he did well because he wasn't like a pup that was like, no, come on, come play, come play with me, come play. Like he was very yeah. respectful of, of of the boundaries. Like he knew mm-hmm. Gibbon he like when gibbon was even in place there was a couple of times where he went over to like get close and if gibbon like i was like gibbon no and millhouse was like okay like i'll come back later <laughs> like, wasn't like in his face and being super annoying because you have to monitor both right like if gibbon's sitting in place doing what i'm asking of him but this dog keeps approaching him and getting in his face you have to then correct the other dog and be like no and this is how yeah. you help dogs coexist with one another so things were, were pretty good. And again, like I just for anyone who doesn't have experience with this, you would never leave them unattended, like in a room, especially at the first meeting. And I didn't. And I left the leash on Millhouse, number one, to have easy and quick access to control. And number two, because it reminds him to like, this isn't my house. And like, yeah, I have to listen to whoever is going to have this leash to respect the boundaries, kind of. So things went well. And I think barrow and her boyfriend left were you guys nervous i wasn't nervous i knew he was in good hands i was Mm -hmm. more nervous for you guys like (laughs) i was worried that he was gonna keep you guys awake all night Mm -hmm. but you did a good job in prepping for that too right like you guys said like he went for a walk for the like you tired him out like he was tired Mm -hmm. um and we had his crate there of course so um the what after you guys left it was like the behavior that happened in our house was that he didn't like when anybody left anybody like even <laughs> people that he didn't even meet yet like he like ronan didn't even touch him and ronan left for work and he was like but why and i'm like you don't even know that guy melhouse what's your what's your problem but but for short spurts but like and then he would like regroup and like come back from it and would be fine and eventually would settle so the poor the poor thing like he was very nervous on his first night like it was a lot of the panting like the he was like (laughs) where am i who are these people why is that guy so angry at me (laughs) like gibbon like you could tell he was just like super nervous and like unsure and everything so shortly after you guys left like i let him do a bit of sniffing and then like i realized like okay i'm gonna put him in his crate and as soon as he went into his crate he settled like it was like lay down and like just chill yeah and he was totally fine honestly for the rest of the evening and my dogs were pretty good so then like the next morning um 
he he's he slept in like I was like I would I set my alarm for six for a six a.m. feed but he slept until seven that's good and the only thing that I think woke him up was because Lou sleeps upstairs in bed with us but Gibbon sleeps downstairs in the same room where Melhouse is in his crate at the front window and sometimes Gibbon just gets up to stretch or to be like hey anybody gonna feed us and comes upstairs to check on us and if Milhouse wasn't there he would come upstairs check check on us do a walk around the rooms and then go back downstairs and go back to sleep like oh nobody gonna feed me nobody's just up. like yeah nobody's up yet dang maybe i'll try again in another hour <laughs> but um he's pretty good that way but i think given getting up and moving and going upstairs again leaving the room Milhouse was like hey hey wait 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 so I was like, yeah. So I came downstairs. So again, like I left Melhouse outside, like and and was very cautious about feeding times too. Number one, because Melhouse gets raw food, my dogs don't. And like number two, I just didn't want to do a feeding with all three, especially mm-hmm. with Melhouse being new and all that kind of stuff. So I let Melhouse sing the song of his people. Quickly fed my dogs, let them out, and then put them in the other room. Then brought Melhouse, let him outside, did his feeding and everything like that. And it was so funny because I've like a door with glass panes on it like that separates the dining room from my kitchen and my dogs were both at the window just like watching him eat like they were like what is that what is he eating what what is he eating holy raw nutrition (laughs) free endorsement there they're just like what is that turkey blend with (laughs) with some probiotics and and yes some sardines and they're and... just like they're just like standing there at the windows just like intently watching like they were just like oh my god look at what he's eating oh my god becky look at that oh ball. My god. <laughs> anyway so then i let him outside and then i decided to do another exposure to one another so i brought gibbon in like first and let them like go around the room for a little bit gibbon was still like like a little bit better but still stiff a little bit of snarls had him in place let millhouse approach him a few times then let gibbon out of place let them walk around the room together millhouse just kept bowing like like come on man let's play let's play and gibbon was like i don't know about you yet just quite yet and no there will not be any playing and the and other so thing let them... is that millhouse isn't neutered yet oh, okay so i think maybe that played a role in gibbon because when there's an older male and they're mm-hmm. neutered yes. and there's a younger male and they're still intact, sometimes it creates some, some like fiction. Yes. Like who's, are you trying to come and be the man of my house? Mm-hmm. <laughs> How dare mm-hmm. you? So it, yeah, that could have been it too, for sure. So then there was like a couple of snarls, a little standoffs, like, but nothing like no fights or anything like that. So I was like, all right, that's enough of an exposure. So I kicked Gibbon out and then I was like, took a little break for Millhouse too. And then I let Lou in and I was like, hmm, like, how is this going to go? <laughs> so I'm not <laughs> even kidding you. <laughs> Lou walks straight into the I'm like come on Lou she walks right into the room straight on her back all fours in the air and let Milhouse sniff for as long as he wanted and I was like oh baby girl that's so funny you sweet little thing she was just like have at her go for it just go for it as long as you want 
like Dippin like sniffed her funny. for like a good couple of minutes. So it's just so funny, and it does make sense more about the. And I forgot about the whole intact thing or not. But here I was like so worried about my Lou and that she's like a little bit more unpredictable. And I was like keeping like such <laughs> close tabs on her, and she just walked in and was just like, "I'm all yours, whatever, Do whatever, whatever you, you like, go for it." <laughs> go for it dude uh, it just made me laugh so hard so i was just like good girl lou good girl <laughs> like and like they were totally fine and like she's not one for playing either like she had to learn how to play even when we first got her with like gibbs and even now she still doesn't get fully on get it just like <laughs> tolerates her but anyways she's um anyways so that went well i was like i was like okay well so that's not going to be a problem perfect yeah. and uh so let lou go captain millhouse on his own for a little bit and then i decided to open it up to like i i have like another like a dining room slash living room area that's like a one large room all together so i opened it up into there where millhouse's crate was in Melhouse to give him the opportunity to go into a safe space if he wanted or to check things out. And I let him come by the, by the front window, have a look out the window and stuff like that. So they started to coexist, coexist and they're totally fine. And like my dogs sleep on the couch, like all day, every day. So they were on the couch and they're in different spots and stuff. And Melhouse would come over and had a sniff and they were totally fine with it. And like, so we did that for like a few hours, which was totally fine. So um, I forget what we did for the rest of the day, but it was just basically hanging out in that room. But Milhouse just went, eventually went into his crate and just like hung out there again. Oh, really? Chill. Totally fine. And then it he was likes just... to go in Ralph's crate. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So Gibbon was curious a couple of times too about the crate. And, and Gibbon went inside the crate a couple of times <laughs> to be like, what? what How come it? he gets his space? <laughs> like, is there, do I get a room? Like, uh, I, like, I don't know what his deal is, but he went in a couple of times to the crate to, to check things out. Lou, <laughs> but I know this from her past owners. I think they tried to crate her and she would escape the crate. So I don't think they did proper crate. Uh, well, they, they very clearly did zero training with <laughs> Lou. So Lou wouldn't go friggin' near the crate. Like, she was like, absolutely not. <laughs> like, nope. <laughs> nope. I'm going to show Millhouse how to escape. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, Millhouse, if you need some tips and tricks on how to get out of that thing, <laughs> let, me, <laughs> let me know. But yeah, she was like, that is a den of nopes, so wouldn't go near it. But um, so then Millhouse, it was just like when anyone came downstairs, Again, no growling or anything. He was very friendly with everybody in our household. So very yeah. good with the kids. And he would go over and get his pets. He would follow them around for a bit. And like all these different things. Like he was totally fine. Um, yeah, no and then and then when they, uh, except if they left. And then he was like, where are you going? Mom, 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 mom. For like, like, you know, two to five minutes. Five minutes max. And then he would go and just like find a place to oh kill God. again. <laughs> it's like, it's funny and it's not funny. Yeah. Like listening to him, you're like, dude, <laughs> it's like, it's the end of the world. I know. But he, like he did find, he loves the snow. I'm sure you're well aware. But like yes. every time he went outside, he was just like, yay. And the snow, he would come in with like a big snow beard and like <laughs> <laughs> everything. He went sniffing yeah. around everywhere, digging around a couple of places. Like he was just like when he, it's, I'm, I wasn't used to that because I'm used to my little short haired Weimaraners that are like, okay, I'm done peeing. Let me back in. Let me back in. Let me back in. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, there was that. So, and I, I took, I took Milhouse for a walk alone again because like he's not used to walking with my dogs. My dogs 
I don't know how they would be. I didn't. Anyways, I just took him on his own. He was great with me on leash. Totally fine. And did he pull? He pulls a lot. Uh, he, a little bit, but not too much. Yeah. Not too much. And what I found funny is we're walking down the sidewalks. And he was he he wouldn't stay on the sidewalk. He wanted to jump through the snow on all of my neighbors' lawns. <laughs> Does he do that with you? Yeah. Okay. I let him. Do I sometimes that I, I like, yeah I let him, and then at some point I'm like, okay, <laughs> yeah, back to the street. I let him do it because there was like areas where there were snow banks and areas where there weren't. So it's like he got like the best. It was a nice balance between Yay. the two. And for me, I I figured it was less salt on his paws. So I was like, yeah, yeah I'm okay with this. Yeah. So yeah, did really well on his walk and everything like that. So, and then, um, and same thing next night, like into his crate, like no problem, no, no cries, not even on the first night. And I don't know if it's because Gibbon's down there and sleeping on the couch and maybe he can feel like Gibbon's presence or whatever. It could be. He doesn't cry anymore here, Mm -hmm. like at night when we put him in. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes like <laughs> if I put him in and I leave for work, I can hear him outside like, wah, 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 wah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had to go for groceries the next morning and I could hear him outside. Like when I left, but I was like, <laughs> yep. Like oh, that. he's going to wake up. What every- it is. Woke up everyone. Oh my God. No, it was like later on in the morning anyway. So okay. it was perfect because people should have woken up at my house. <laughs> it was late enough in the morning where people should have woken up in the house. But no, he was fine. So anyway, so yeah, even like on the Saturday and definitely on the Sunday when we were in like the big room all together and they were like playing with one another, um, they started to play with one another. Like him and Gibbs had an actual Yay, like good, good, like awesome play. Like, and I was like, perfect. And then like when they were like, done or like like or there was like a pause moment I was like okay Gibbs come so because I wanted to end on a good note yeah. you know what I mean I didn't want to get mm-hmm. to a point where it was like okay enough or like end with like a snarl or a bark or a snap or anything so as soon as there was a pause I was like Gibbon place and ended the sesh right there to monitor it so that it's like that was a nice good experience that we had with one another and maybe we'll do it again sometime Ooh. <laughs> and they did and they did so again so I was very cautious I was very mindful I was present and because number one this was my first time watching Millhouse and I wanted to do it for my learning as well so watching the body language and Mm -hmm. behavior and how things were going down and it was overall a very successful visit yay so yes and you could see him get more comfortable so like as the days progressed so he came in on a friday night was totally freaked out hyperventilating the next morning even after he ate and went outside and everything like that when he came back in you could there was still a bit of panting and nervousness and then by the sunday like no more panting like he was like okay and then you could see him getting more comfortable like he would come up onto the couch and he would do different you could just tell he was getting more comfortable. He yeah. tried to counter counter surf once in the kitchen, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> again, grabbing that leash, like absolutely not in this house." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So See, they no, don't go it in was... the kitchen, but he definitely would counter surf. Yeah, if he did come in. Yeah. So there's part of me that's like, do I let them in so I can address the counter surfing, or do I not let? Well, them you have in? to make a point of it. Well, yeah. And it's up to you and what works for you. So if there's going to be ever times where they're going to be in the kitchen, and you don't want them to, then, then you set them up for it and you do mm-hmm. it. Yeah. 
You know? Well, that's good. Yes. So Little overall, the, access, a successful visit, but that's how Meals. to be mindful and to watch and to be present until you know that your dog has a good relationship with whoever's coming into your house. Yeah. Okay. 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 <laughs> All right. So before you start into your article, I'm going to read this poem that I saw because I thought it was just so sweet. And I don't know who the author of it is because somebody said, I just found this and had to, had to share, but they didn't know who the author was. So shout out to whoever the author is of this poem. But uh, I saw this the other day, so I'm going to read it. So it's called Poem of a Dog. So it says, I am the one who always waits for you. Your car has a special sound that I have imprinted on my senses. I can recognize it among a thousand. Your steps have a magic timber. Your voice is music to my ears. If I see your joy, it makes me happy. Your scent is the best. Your presence is what moves my senses. Your awakening wakes me up. I watch you sleep. And for me, you are my God. I am happy watching over your sleep. Your gaze is a ray of light. Your hands on me have the lightness of peace and the sublime display of infinite love. When you go out, I feel a huge emptiness in my heart. I wait for you again and again. I am the one who will wait for you all my life, today, tomorrow, and always. I am your dog. Aww. Isn't that so sweet? Isn't that so sweet? That's so sweet. I know it's so sweet. Do you okay. think when we're not there... Like when we leave for the day, go to work or whatever, they're actually like waiting. <laughs> well, I think I it know. depends on the dog because like you look at that, like these stories, right? Like there's, isn't there a movie about that guy with a dog in Japan and he left for like, he would walk with them to the train station every morning and then like wait for his owner to come back and then they would walk home together, but his yeah. owner left and died and that the dog stayed there and waited for years and years and years for his owner to come back. Mm. So something yeah. going on there <laughs> yeah and i don't know how to explain that other than like like uh, otherwise what would keep them there waiting for that yeah. long yeah i don't i don't know so maybe it just depends on the dog because i'm sure if like you know you had like a little teeny brained like king charles cavalier <laughs> 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 oh, oh. not that i'm like hating on certain breeds or whatever but you know like i don't yeah. know i don't know when it, when you see certain things like you have to know like there's also videos where it's like soldiers who had like dogs with them who worked like alongside yes. dogs like do you ever see that and like at the funeral the dog is just whimpering and howling and like is again is it for a different so reason sad. and we're and we're perceiving it that way or yeah but look at when know? like millhouse was at your house and you left and he was like wah, 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 wah. <laughs> it's just waiting yeah is he coming back is he coming back is anybody coming back why do people keep leaving me oh, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> is it me <laughs> maybe his self-esteem issues maybe he needs a doctor a doctor doctor dog doctor a, doctor. a dog doctor. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is a tongue twister we got here. <sighs> so right. I have this article in mm -hmm. the National Geographic, The Genius of Dogs. And it talks about scent. And there's some info in here that I thought was interesting. So we all know that our doggo scent is 
way better than ours. Uh So here it says, um, some experts say dog noses are 100,000 times more sensitive than ours. But other others put the figure at several million. So I don't think we know exactly, but it's definitely way more superior. (laughs) (laughs) It says here their noses are works of evolutionary art. (laughs) So it says here it all begins with an inhalation that pulls air through membranes stretch over a maze of intricate bone structure structures called nasal turbinates. Where the nasal membranes of a German shepherd stretched flat, were the nasal membranes of a German shepherd stretched flat, they'd be roughly the size of a CD cover. Or some 30 times larger than the membranes in our own noses. How many times larger? 30. 30. Damn. 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 I don't know if people listening know what a CD cover is. Some most likely do. Some possibly let's, not. Let's, let's call it like a like a three inch by four inch. <laughs> I would say that would be my estimate. Maybe. Yeah. Four inches. Four, four inches? by four. I would say four by four. Four by four. Yeah, it is a kind of a perfect square, I guess. Hey. Eh? Yeah. 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 Somewhere around there. <laughs> Those are some sizable turbinates. <laughs> turbinates. <laughs> Urbanites. It says here, covering them are receptors that catch the chemical compounds within each order. A sheepdog might have 200 million such receptors, a beagle, 300 million. Um, blah, 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 blah. These are linked to a dog's brains by anywhere between 220 million and 2 billion nerves, oh more God. than 100 times the number present in human noses. Mm. Mm. Um, what else did I there's something else that I saw in this oh yeah depending on the situation dogs may even use different nostrils to sniff did you know this I didn't know this but I can sort of see them like whenever I was I was at a spa the other day with my son and we were sitting in this hot tub together and like it was a little bit windy outside and I was telling him I said I love it when the wind's blowing like that outside with our dog Gibbon and he t- puts his nose to the wind and his ears are like flapping in the wind and he's just like <laughs> sniffing and you can see it like you you do see a difference in the d- different nostrils like they also yeah. they, they almost move in different directions so, so if he's yeah. just trying to take it all in it says here Unfamiliar scents are investigated with the right nostril and familiar scents with the left, each tapping into different neurological pathways. Cool, eh? That's crazy. Yeah. And it says here for some dogs that have long flapping ears, such as the bloodhound, um, they droop to the ground and they drag up the odors. To better reach their noses. Oh. And speaking of like a sense of time, um, it says here that their scent appears to be an important part of their memories and also kind of like their sense of time where they're able to kind of detect the deterioration of a scent. 
and how long that scent's been there. Uh -huh. So that's kind of cool. Yes. Well, that's like, and I think I saw like a little cartoon post, like, cause I joined this Facebook group for the dog park that we go to sometimes and somebody posted this cartoon post and it said, sometimes, um, we, we pay the kid to delete all the messages and he's hosing down the fire hydrant on front of their house. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when we were saying P-mail? P-mail. Like when they're, when they're yeah. sniffing, the, that they leave little messages for each other. Yep. Yes. Or it's like a little Facebook post. Yeah. A little Instagram message. <laughs> <laughs> um, doggy social. Doggy socials. The fire hydrant. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, so it says here, it says it a lot better in the article. And as they can perceive how orders, orders change over time, it's been suggested that their sense of time itself is intertwined with smell, with the decomposition of sense as regular and predictable as a clock's ticking hands. Hmm. Cool. Doggos are fascinating. They are. They really are. They are fascinating. Could you imagine if we smelled that well? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I would want to, especially in the line of work that we're in. <laughs> no. No. Yeah, it would be bad. We work in healthcare for anyone who's wondering. <laughs> yeah. I would not want a sense of smell that bad. But it's it's why they use them in all the different jobs that we've talked about over all of our podcasts, right? Yes. Like I can, we can smell like diseases and blood sugar. Exactly. Diseases, blood sugar, um, bombs, mm -hmm. drugs, drugs. And, and I like can remember finding humans. Yes. Yes. Humans. Search and rescue. But, but then the, the one that surprised me the most, if you remember that episode that we did is like the newest field where they're finding dead humans in the water so they, yes. that they're bringing dogs in boats to like smell and then they use like like water tracking and stuff like that to figure out where the body might be which is like that's amazing that's, that is amazing and i wonder if it's like a huge time saver and stuff like that rather than having scuba teams like dive for like hours yeah. and hours and hours and hours and hours on, on end so yes i find that very surprising but um it's kind of like it's this is why I thought the poem would tie it very well to the article that you had yeah because it said like you know your car has that special sound that I have imprinted on my senses right mm -hmm. and it's true like any white truck they know. can drive past my house but when my dad's pulls in like it will wake them out of a dead sleep yeah <laughs> and I'm like how do they know like it's that truck right <laughs> like how do they know how and then it says like uh, and i can recognize it among a thousand like exactly yeah and it says your steps have a magic timber so that, again that's them like listening to like my dogs know i'm pretty sure which human's gonna come down the stairs like yeah. they probably know my step versus my husband's versus either one of my kids I do that though as well. So Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's like it's yeah. <laughs> it is true. Am like I we can as well. <laughs> yeah. Like you know who's kind of coming around the corner by well, sometimes it's the obvious, sound of their footsteps. I can't tell between my two kids. No. No. 
No, I don't think I can. I'm just trying to think. Of I that. can but tell anyways. when like specific people are approaching my office. Yes. Yeah. Well, people know when I do because I'm a heel dragger. So they're like, I, I could hear you coming up the hallway. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm like a quiet walker. Are you tippy toeing around? Tippy toeing. Like a black mask on? Like, ninja. On the walls, on the ceiling. Yeah. And speaking of, you said dead sleep in the last thing that you mentioned um there's a video sorry this is like off topic a little bit mm-hmm. there's a video of Ralph and Mochi when Ralph was at Mochi's place over that weekend mm-hmm. and Ralph must have been so tired he was asleep and they were like head to head on the floor and Mochi was like nudging him with her head and he just did not move like he really? was in a dead sleep <laughs> oh my god I'm like I've never seen that oh my god yeah it's like the littlest nudge and he's like all right I'm up let's go yep, yep. <laughs> I'm ready oh my god it must have just been like a full day of like mojiness that just tuckered him right out yeah oh Ralph Ralph my oh, energy Ralph. dog I feel like you would have had a very different weekend if Ralph would have been there. <laughs> probably. <laughs> yeah. Probably. Probably. Yeah. No, it's so, it's so cute. It's so cute. Yeah. There's so the baby dogs. Oh, yeah. And, well, talking still about scent, too. Like, I think we talked about this on an episode before, but it surprised me that, like, I, so my kids can play hide-and-go-seek with Gibbon. So my, my kid will tell Gibbon to sit in the kitchen and he usually takes a piece of kibble or whatever and like shows it to him and he says stay and then he, my my kid will run somewhere in the house and go hide somewhere and then he goes, okay Gibbon! And then Gibbon knows to come and start finding him and Gibbon, it's like, yeah, he's in hunt mode and it's nose to the ground and he's sniffing all over the place and <laughs> I was like, how does he not find my kid? But then I was like, the only, the only thing that everywhere. we come up with is that we live in the house, so our scent is all over everything. So, yeah. But even then, like, he eventually finds Maddox, and I don't know if it's the food, because Maddox, Maddox is holding a piece of kibble. But sometimes mm. he does it with, without a treat, and Gibbon st- can still find him. And I wonder if he's smelling the difference in potency. So yeah. I'm sure he smells us everywhere, but yeah. he's like, oh, no, it's getting stronger. It's the getting stronger. The concentration of Maddox. <laughs> <laughs> yep <laughs> exactly <laughs> trying to hunt him down because i was like why does it take him so long like because it used to be like Matt- maddox could even hide underneath like a blanket on the couch and gibbon is like where is he and he's, like smelling behind the lights the door funny. and stuff like that and eventually finds him it's super cute but um yeah i think gibbon could easily be sent trained yeah i think he could he could have mm. been like an awesome smell hound. <laughs> <laughs> I was Do it. I came up with this brilliant idea. Like I wonder if there's like you can train them to smell certain things. Like you know how people use like metal detectors on the beach? Teach yeah. them to smell like money and coins, metals. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> That's how we're gonna make our million. It is. Yeah. There's gotta be jewels like left somewhere on some beach. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yes. 
Mm-hmm. Is that a wrap? That is a wrap. <laughs> That's a wrap. That's a wrap. So make sure to follow us on Instagram at Let's Boop Snoots. And before we let you go, also make sure to check out Holy Raw Nutrition, a raw food service located in Chelsea, Quebec. We would like to thank Holy Raw Nutrition for supporting Let's Boop Snoots. Their products are sourced from ethical local farms and butchers to ensure freshness, quality, and peace of mind. They have raw blends that come in one to two pound containers ranging from chicken, beef, duck, turkey, and many more. Holy Raw also provides dehydrated treats and all natural supplements to help support your pet's overall well-being. I get all my food for Ralph and Millhouse from Holy Raw, and they are fantastic. I have only great things to say about them. And we and are very thankful to have them as a sponsor. We are, and we'll let you know how these rabbit pelts go. Yes, <laughs> my oh my God. <laughs> I can't wait now. I can't wait. Uh, all right. I can't wait I to know, too. Um, yes. You can find Holy Raw on their website at holyrawnutrition.com. Holy Raw, as in H O L I R A W, nutrition.com. Thank you, Holy Raw. Thank you, Holy Raw. We'll see. And- and also a big, big thank you to Stray Dog Brewing Company for supporting Let's Boop Snoots. They're located at 501 La Call Way, Unit 4 in Orleans, Ontario. Stray Dog Brewing Company is open seven days a week, Mondays through Fridays from 12 p.m. to 7 p.m. with extended hours on Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays until 9. Weekend hours are 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. on Saturdays and 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. on Sundays. They are pet-friendly breweries, so bring your snoots. They also host great events throughout the week and offer brewery tours. Make sure to try some of their in-house beers, including Oatmeal Stout, Tropical Knockout, One Hot Wonder, and many more. You can find them on their Instagram at Stray Dog Brewing Co. and their website, www.straydogbrewing.ca. Thank you, Stray Dog Brewing Company, for supporting Alizabuba Snoots. And thank you, Stray Dogs. Yes. So tune in next week on, on Let's, Let's Boop Snoots. Snoots. <laughs> Boop. Ha <laughs> ha